Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Dog Random Show with your host, Big Dog. Alright everybody, I just want to say welcome to the Big Dog Random Show. You're not going to believe who I got to come on my show. I mean, I can't even believe who I got to come on my show. So, without further ado, I introduce to you the future Miss Mendoza, my fiance, Trita. Say hello to everyone. Hello, everyone. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, she's kind of shy, guys, but we're going to get through this. So, basically, we met through all this Bigfoot stuff, you know, to make a long story short but a lot of our audience a lot of my friends know who she is and know her story and stuff but you know i'm putting out a show about it so i want to make it where audience members know you know we're going to talk about how she got into the subject and you know kind of like how the ride has been she's had her experiences But, babe, why don't you go ahead and tell everybody how you got involved in this crazy world of cryptids. Okay, well, first I want to introduce myself. My name is Trita. I am from New Mexico, Four Corners area. I'm from the Four Corners, and I was raised there. I got involved with the subject back in 2015. I was never really interested in the subject of Bigfoot um, because I never believed in it. I just thought it was something that people made up. I just thought... You thought it was just stuff that people just rambled on like... Yeah, and I remember people watching um, the show on History Channel or something. Oh, was that Finding Bigfoot? Yeah, Finding Bigfoot. And I just used to, I used to watch part of it and then I would just kind of laugh about it and say, oh, they're not going to find it. They're not going to release air it. It's just all made up stuff and they're just doing it just for the sh- to make a show and like I used to say stuff like that about it but you never really heard anything like outside of that I mean you never heard people talking about it you know like at the store or restaurants or in school you never really heard any stories I've heard Bigfoot before but I mean just like now like there's some other things out there that I still don't believe in like other cryptids but that's only because I haven't seen it. Right. And that's how I was about Bigfoot until I've actually found out that they're <laughs> they're real. So why don't you get into detail on what exactly happened? Okay, so my youngest son, he's 11 now. He lost his eye when he was three years old. He had an accident. And I used to take him to Albuquerque, New Mexico, for his eye appointments. And we came home late one night after his appointment. And I was putting the kids to bed. 
they took a bath and everything and I told them that it was time to get to bed but before that um, he wanted to put his train track together so I told him to wait because the train track toy I got him was had to be made out of recycled paper and we didn't have any recycled paper so I told him to wait and so I was in the room with the kids and I felt like something was watching us through the window and I told my kids to close the blinds but then afterwards I kind of felt like they shouldn't go to the window to close the blinds so I said never mind I'll do it myself so I got up and I went to the window and I didn't look out because something told me not to look out and the first thing I did was I just shut the blinds I closed the blinds and I shut it and then I walked straight out to the back door where it goes out into my backyard and it was snowing so I look out and I noticed that there was a footprint leading towards the window where me and my kids were at oh man so was the footprint really close to the house yes do you think it was looking through the window real close yes I believe it was because it was there's no way like <laughs> so we have a big fence or it's more like a concrete wall yeah I went we recently visited the area she took me out there and it's like a brick fence and it's probably about a good five maybe six feet tall no, it's that's bigger than me it's probably about seven seven foot well I mean I think I could I could probably touch the top of it so it's probably about a good six six feet tall which is I couldn't climb over it but I could I could touch the top I feel like I could but for me to jump over or climb over it would take a lot of effort yeah well this thing jumped over once <clears throat> took one step and stood by the window and looked through the window and then went and jumped back over the the wall and it slipped in the oh I, I recorded the whole thing because I knew like something wasn't right so that's when I grabbed my phone before I went out and I recorded the footprint because I knew that people weren't gonna believe me about what I seen <laughs> yeah when you saw that footprint you knew it was something special like something that you're not gonna see every day yeah I knew that it wasn't human because it was barefoot it was big <laughs> and I don't know who would be messing with me at night to be doing that to me because I don't really tell people where I live so I knew that it wasn't someone that I know that would be doing stuff like that
So by this time you were thinking it was probably just a stranger or or someone just being nosy or you know just mischief. Mm, I, I knew it wasn't something human. I just knew it was something. I don't know how to explain it. You just know when you're not. Yeah. You're, when something isn't right. Your instincts kick on. And and that's probably what happened to you. You felt that primal instinct to survive where you knew you had to... Did it feel like it was life and death is what I'm saying? Mm, it was more like... Protect like your kids. What, what is this? What's going on? What's out there that is looking in people's windows? And so I kind of got curious... And I was scared at the same time. So I went out the front door. I went around that apartment building to see like if there was something out there. But I didn't go that far because I was just scared. So I ran back inside. <laughs> and I just hurry up and shut the doors. And I put a bar against the our sliding door so nothing can open it. And it was just that whole night. I couldn't sleep. I kept thinking that whatever this thing was, was looking at us. And I kept, I just mostly stayed up most of the night. And then I don't know when I fell asleep. Wow, so it was bothering you that you'd seen this footprint. I guess it would bother me too. Any normal person would be bothered by the size of that print. Um, because uh, I've seen the video. It was a pretty good sized print, and it's in the snow, and I mean, it was probably, it was fresh. Yeah, you can tell, like, it was fresh because when you step in the snow, the snow melts, and then you can see the top of the fresh powder snow that fell on top, so it wasn't, like, that long, like. So it had some body heat. Yes. Now, did you actually see the um, the Bigfoot, or was it just the footprint? It was just the footprint, but in the distance, you can hear something. I don't know what it was. Was it walking? You can hear the walking? Or was it making vocals? Mm. At the time, I don't think I realized... Um, what it was like it didn't come to my mind to think of Bigfoot but when I was telling people about it <laughs> the first thing they mentioned was that it was a skinwalker right and that's what you thought it was at first yes and I guess you know with the superstition of the Native Americans that's not a good deal to have a skinwalker you know in your presence no, it's, I don't like talking about that, but I don't believe it was that. All right. Because just for the audience members, it's a bad omen to talk about them or whatever because you can summon them. So you showed the video or and talked to a couple people and then you had people actually suggest that it was a Bigfoot. Yes, when I sent the video to 
a guy, his name is Fred, can't remember his last name, but he's a native, a Navajo. I sent him the video and then he went and confirmed to me that it was a Bigfoot because he sent me a picture of where all the toes were at and how it landed and where the thumb was <laughs> and when I was looking at it it made sense basically confirmed that it was a footprint yes and it was a good size right yes well, I had to have been a big dude and especially then, to jump over that fence I went to work the next day and I showed one of my co-workers my co-worker was actually one of the first ones to see the video um, her name is Marcella I told her that people were telling me that it was a skinwalker because I was telling um, on my Facebook that some that I found a footprint in my backyard but they didn't actually see the video and she told me that's not that is not a big uh, that's not a skinwalker it's a Bigfoot and then I said how do you know it's a Bigfoot and she said because I've seen one before and that's when I said no you haven't I said are you serious and she says yes I have and so that's when I started believing it that they were real can you tell her story did she tell you her story or can you tell that mm -hmm. I mean we're not using her full name so yeah she told me that she she's seen one walking by the railroad tracks when she was visiting her friend and she was scared to go back home because she just wanted to go home after she seen it oh she was walking mm -hmm. and she saw oh man so that's how I started believing that Bigfoot was real because I could just tell by her expression that it was real yeah, and I mean when somebody you know is telling you a story like that and you know them and you know they're not lying you know they're not full of shit and it kind of has an impact on you and you know you start thinking well maybe there's something to it that's when she um, told me about Brenda Harris and I looked her up on Facebook and I friended her. I sent her a message and told her about what happened to me and um, she wanted me to come to a a meeting in Shiprock at the chapter house but I couldn't make it so I ended up going to the conference instead in 2016. 2016. I think that was about the time when I showed up in New Mexico. Yes, it was. It was the first time I saw you. <laughs> so the story is that Brenda Harris, she's a, a researcher out in New Mexico. She does a lot of good work out there. She tries to help the people. She's also been on TV. I'm going to have her as a guest. Um, I reached out to her and she agreed. So y'all be looking out for that soon. But uh, what happened was uh, my research team uh, was asked to come and speak at the uh, conference. And uh, 
it was Brandon Garrett was the one that was supposed to speak and then out of the blue they asked me if I would get on stage and you know me Mr. Showboat I jumped on there and I start talking about Bigfoot my favorite subject next thing you know I got everybody at you know telling their stories and um, basically took over the show <laughs> but I enjoyed it you know and I heard so many stories out there I got a story about when we was when we first got there um, I don't have permission to use this guy's name but Brenda Harris was there we were gonna meet them at a pizza hut we were moved we're, I think it's in Farmington and we were just getting into town because it was a long drive from Texas to New Mexico and uh, this is the first time I've been out there so I didn't really know the roads or anything but we finally met at Pizza Hut and she was there with this guy and uh, he uh, he was kind of like intimidating looking you know he looked like really rough and tough and everything you know had that glare that native glare they talk about where he's just kind of like and so we get there we meet everybody that's when I meet my my brother from another mother John Lee and you know shake hands with him and finally give him some hugs who we talk on Facebook all the time and uh, same with Brenda um, you know they welcomed me there and then this guy's kind of just kind of quiet in the back and, and he's like uh, I need you boys uh, to come visit my property and I was like oh we'd love to come check out your property but he wanted us to go check out his property right now <laughs> which uh, I wasn't really prepared for you know 16 hours on the road and I'm sitting at Pizza Hut and I just made a big order and um, I was like well can I at least order some food before we go check out your property because he was pretty persistent that we needed to go ASAP. So, I don't know what it was about these people at Pizza Hut. They took extra, extra long. And it was crazy because the guy kept asking the uh, people how much longer. And I'm like, bro, don't let, I don't want them to spit in my pizza, man. They kind of lay off, you know. And Because um, it was some package deal. I don't need to get all into detail. But it was where you get two large pizzas and a cookie the big pizza cookie so they were taking taking forever finally they get to it and uh we take we get we get our pizza and this guy's like basically pushing us out the door to go check out his property and, you know i'm like i don't really know anybody over there i mean we, i just know him from facebook and then i'm like hey is this guy is he good or you know what's up with this and they're like, yeah, he's all right. Let's go check out his property. And I was like, all right. So we finally make it out there, and I'm eating. I'm sitting there walking around his property with a slice of pizza because, bro, man, hungry. And uh, he starts describing what's going on. That something's jumping from tree to tree, from the tops of the trees to the, you know, to the next tree, and. And it's basically ripping these branches, tearing up these branches off of the tree. 
And there's some good sized branches. He's more upset about having to clean up the mess than something tearing up these branches. And uh, he's uh, he's pretty upset with uh, whatever's doing it. Because he's got to clean up this mess. You know, he's got big branches ripped up all around in the yard. He's I asked him to describe whatever it is. And he's kind of giving us this weird description. He's saying it's uh, white. And uh, we start looking for uh, tracks. You know, my buddy Travis Garrett. He's Brandon's brother, his little brother, but he's a good hunter out here in Texas. And he's a good tracker, too. So he starts tracking. Well, we find these tracks. They look like horseshoe prints, but they're about probably about eight inches around, like randomly in the yard. And I'm like, what are these, man? They just look strange. Brandon finds a claw marks on a on an RV, and it looked like three three claws almost like a something like a sloth would have done and I'm like yo this don't sound or this doesn't seem like a Bigfoot I mean I've heard of them jumping from tree to tree yeah but these round hoof prints don't really make sense the three claws really don't make sense he starts I'm like man I'm gonna need some more information what what's going on well, he tells me this story about his kids are playing hide-and-seek with the neighbor's kids. And um, there, it's really dark out there in New Mexico. I mean, there's really not much light pollution. So when it's night, it's dark. So the kids are playing hide-and-seek with the neighbor's kids. One of the kids sees a white figure that's probably about... Uh, I think he said about five feet and it was standing by this fence that he was pointing at and he said the kids thought it was another kid so they ran up to it and they tried to uh, you know play they were playing tag or whatever and they ran up to the uh, white figure and uh, as the kid ran up to it and shined his flashlight at it he saw that it was Harry and it was covering its face with its hand and then it stood up and when it stood up the legs were backwards like a horse and they said it had hooves and it fell over the fence he said that it looked like a drunk guy stumbling and uh, he pointed at the you know the fence where it fell and we went and checked it out and sure enough there was some claw marks at that fence it looked like three three gashes I was like so it jumped over a fence and he said no it just fell over like not very coordinated like a drunk guy would one of the kids ran to tell him and told him the same thing that he told me where it fell over a fence so he went to go check it out and of course he didn't see anything but across the way there was a like a farm and he said all the animals were you know stressed out they were you know squealing and mooing and neighing and making all these animal noises that they make when i looked over there there was pigs and there was uh cows but they weren't like all they were all like in a big pen together you know it was and it was a pretty good sized property so it wasn't like they were all smushed up together but they weren't all the animals weren't separate 
but yeah so I looked at that and I was like bro I don't know what you're dealing with and he says yeah sometimes it sits up in the trees and me and my family we just sit out here and we have like a little um, like a little bonfire or a little fire where everybody kind of hangs out and talks and he says they can hear it up in the trees it'll break branches especially they'll sit there for a couple hours and then you know it gets late and then they come inside and they said almost sounds like it's throwing a fit like it's mad that everybody's going inside and it's like it sits there and watches them and then when they go inside it gets upset and um, the little girl had a recording on her phone uh, they said it sounded like wings and uh, she played the recorder the recording and it sounded like a helicopter it sounded weird and uh, it's like like that and I tried to record that recording on my phone from my Bluetooth on my truck so I could listen to it loud and I recorded it the first time but when I went back to try to listen to it again I could not find that recording it was like it was completely gone and I know I don't I didn't accidentally delete it I mean I know how to use electronics and that was just crazy because I went to show somebody else that recording and and there was nothing there but yeah that was like that was right off the bat when I got to New Mexico <laughs> it was like welcome to New Mexico so the only thing I could think of is it was probably some sort of Jersey Devil or some I don't you know some kind of hairy hooved creature with the legs bent backwards and I'm like alright dude I don't know what I'm dealing with here I don't know what do you want us to do exactly and the guy is like well I want you guys to kill it <laughs> and I'm like what like we're some sort of cryptid exterminators or something and of course we're being from Texas we're heavily armed always ready for situations but it's more about protection you know than any one of the stories and that was pretty heavy from the get-go we ended up sleeping out in the field out at the uh, conference because we it was kind of last minute we didn't have anything planned uh, we were like hobos out there in New Mexico I even slept at the Walmart parking lot a couple times but once the people got to know me and trust me um, it was just like an avalanche of those stories just coming and coming um, there was uh, UFO stuff um, there was a lady that I, I spoke to where she she was saying that she was abducted um, she told me that she was on a ship and she saw her I guess they would say clone or doppelganger that's you know she saw it was like in a bubble almost like encased in a bubble and uh, she said she saw it it was upset it was just crying and she felt so bad like she connected to it some somehow maybe you know I don't know how that works but she could feel its emotions and she said she was really really sad and she started crying she was crying to me I mean she was really upset 
when she was telling me the story about what she was experiencing. And I mean, I felt bad for her because she asked me for help. And I mean, I don't know what I could possibly do to help her. Um, and then she told me another story where her and her grandkids, maybe I think it was two kids and her son, they were going to have like a family reunion or a family gathering. She was going to clear out this area so they can, you know, have the party there on this land. Her and the kids and her son were cleaned up all day. And they were going to camp out because there was really nowhere to sleep out there. So they set up a tent. And her son was being was fresh from the military. He was an older guy. He was probably in his maybe late 20s. And the uh, grandkids were probably, I don't know, she didn't really specify. But I'm assuming they weren't babies if they were there to help clean up uh, property. Well, she said that they were getting ready to get tucked in the bed. Everybody said goodnight and everything. And she heard a sort of like an explosion. Sounded like a tire pop from what she described. And she thought somebody may have had a flat. So she was going to see if she could offer any assistance. So she was going to, she told the kids, hey, just stay here. I'll be back. And by that time, she unzipped the tent. And when she did that, she saw this thin gray creature floating. It was like levitating um, through the property. And it kind of just went past her. And it never looked at her. And her son was sleeping in another tent. And she's like, oh, dang, this ain't none of my business. So she decided to go back in the tent and she grabbed her grandkids and she held on to them. She figured her son could probably deal with this himself, you know, being ex-military and all. Eventually, they fell asleep. When she woke up in the morning, she said everybody was naked. The kids were naked. She was naked. And all their clothes were folded nice and neat in a section of the tent so they all got dressed and the kids were complaining about headaches real bad and she decided she was going to give them some aspirins or whatever and when she unzipped the tent she saw her son walking around the field naked in circles sort of mumbling and and you know saying gibberish she ran over there and she tried to get him to snap out of it. And when he did, he didn't know where he was and what was going on. It was just like, you know, he was, he was, I don't know, out of it. And, you know, that's the second story that she told me. And she had, she had a lot of experiences. Uh, we didn't get to talk a, a lot of, about it, but, you know, she was, definitely stressed out by all this and understandably I mean <laughs> that is horrible to have to go through that and that's just a couple of the other stories that were given I mean there was a lot of them but you know we'd be here for three or four hours <laughs> going through them but you know after I guess after the conference 
um, I headed back to Texas and then I got like a, a friend request from a Trita Dennison <laughs> and of course I accepted yeah when I got that friend request me and Trita talked pretty much every day since mm -hmm. 2016 yeah and we talked every day I don't think maybe just a couple times we didn't talk for a while I mean it wasn't that long yeah I think I was telling her earlier that when we we pretty much messaged every day whether it was talking about cryptids and we had our own theories and then um, next thing you know anybody that knows me knows that it got flirtatious and um, there was a couple of times that we didn't talk like a, maybe like a couple of days where we didn't talk and I don't know why I missed her <laughs> whenever we didn't talk I was like oh what's wrong kept checking my phone every <laughs> five seconds it's probably because I was out of signals because I was in the red. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but yeah, we did talk every day since then. And, and then in 2017, you came down. Yeah, Brenda had asked me to uh, host her next event, which... Uh, it was a little smaller this time and uh, so the crowd I usually feed off the crowd but since the crowd was kind of like small and I remember Quiet. Uh, yeah so um, it, what's his name was there bear anybody knows bear from outlaws he was there um, so I totally bombed that show because, I mean, I just wasn't feeling it. But as I was kind of scooting around, um, I kind of noticed something running up one of the mesas. And it was black. And the thing, that, the reason why, I don't know, it just didn't make sense what I was seeing. It looked like a cartoon. It looked like it was run it was running up the the mesa and it was using its arms to pull itself up but the arms they look like sonic the hedgehog the way his feet go like this like it was throwing dirt almost like a doom buggy would and so i just kind of saw it real quick and i just kind of looked at it and i was just like huh and then i just looked away like that doesn't make any sense and uh I walked around the, the conference and then I, I think I even went and took a nap in my truck because if anybody knows Bear from the Outlaws, that man can talk. <laughs> and he was he was going a good hour and a half and I just went and took a nap in my truck. I was probably gone about an hour. And then I came back and it was somebody, some people with uh, binoculars and I'm talking about those good binoculars. They were like huge. And I'll... They were looking in the direction of that same mesa that I saw that black creature run up. And, uh. That's when we were talking to Hoyt? Is that one or before? That, that was that same one, but, um. This was during the day. 
okay. And so, um, I went and asked the people with the binoculars, what are y'all looking at? And they said, oh, hey, about an hour ago, a Bigfoot ran up this, that Mesa. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? I saw it too. And then I grabbed the binoculars and I looked through the, uh, the lens and sure enough, the ground, uh, the ground had been disturbed, uh, going up that mesa. Like, you know how the ground is dry. It was kind of like a grayish color. And then where, um, where the Bigfoot ran, the ground was all black. Like it was tore up. It was a different color than, and they said, yeah, it ran up the mesa. Kind of like how those kids that run up them half pipes would run up like this and then grab the top and then pull themselves up or whatever. And just, they said it kind of did like that. Um, but it was using its arms to get up pretty high. And yeah, that was a trip. So I wish I would have been paying attention a lot more because I was just tired and it was 150,000 degrees. And... uh but yeah, me and you, uh, we spoke to Hoyt. Yeah, uh, we got to hang out with him that evening. Um, that guy we did, uh, you can go back and listen to the Dulce New Mexico uh, show. Uh, that guy has a lot of good information. Uh, he's an ex-police officer. And uh, I think your dad was in his squad, right? Oh yeah, um, there's this book um, called uh, I don't know, but it's from the Apache tribe, Hickorya tribe. Um, my dad was a police officer with the Hickorya Apache, and there was a photo in there, and I was showing, I was showing you <laughs> the picture. And, um, yeah, I we, noticed Hoyt in there. <laughs> yeah, so, and then you showed me, you said, that's my dad, and there's Hoyt, and I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't even think we told him yet. No. So, Hoyt, if you're listening. <laughs> no, you probably know now. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was uh, looking at it, and I, I noticed that. Hoyt's name was in there, and I was like, Hoyt's, hey, that's him. We're looking at the picture, and, but yeah, um, yeah, he has a lot of experiences, uh, he's hardcore, too, he tells me he, if he, it, I think there's a lot of base, uh, uh, military bases, or UFO bases, or stuff going on in Dulce, and he'll go, um, trespass on some of the properties and get arrested and try to get information and and uh you know kind of like the guards or whatever he'll be like so was there any aliens or is any ufos <laughs> <laughs> i mean this guy is hardcore and i mean he has lots of good theories i could talk to that guy forever he's just so full of knowledge uh he he was one of the i guess helpers or guides or something on for that show uh finding bigfoot mm -hmm. um him and moneymaker are buddies um 
Actually, Moneymaker was at the first conference. Um, I met him. He has a lot of strange theories. I mean, but I know a lot of people give him hell for the stuff that he says. But as a person, he seems like a really good person. He never acted like he was big shit. I mean, if somebody wanted to talk to him or take a picture with him, he was 100% cool with it. He didn't act like he was too good for everybody. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I know a lot of people don't like him, but, you know, the way I see him treat people, I, I give him respect for that. Um, but, you know, you know, some people just don't like him, which is understandable, but... You know, at least know that the character on the show is not really the same guy in person. So mm -hmm. I'll give you that. Uh, but he does have a lot of strange theories that kind of make me go, I don't think so, dude. But that's weird. But who knows? Yeah. Not everybody has all the answers. You know, if they did, we'd have this all figured out. So then she came down to visit me in uh, 2018. And uh, there was a big conference that we were going to with Russell Miller and um, Michelle Miller and I think Ann was the MC. Huntsville? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, she decided she wanted to come down to one of the Texas ones and I was like, what? <laughs> And uh, I said, I think she likes me, you know, why would she come all the way to Texas to hang out with some dude? So, you know, she, I came and picked her up from the <laughs> airport, you know, and I took her to Whataburger. Yeah, that was our first date. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's a good date right there. Yeah. And yeah, the, I was hungry, so I watered Whataburger. <laughs> yeah, so I, I that night... She wanted to check out some of the Bigfoot spots that I go to. And and I usually go with all my boys. And, you know, of course you feel secure with numbers. And, you know, your boys are tough too, you know. <laughs> so uh, she, I didn't want to let her down. So we ended up going to out to Sam Houston. And uh, I took her out close to the lake. And... Uh, I never really been out, been out there. Yeah, well, I've, I've, <laughs> with a woman. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I, I've been out by myself a couple times, but yeah, um, I, you know, being responsible for you and everything, I was like, man, because I was thinking if a Bigfoot wants to get her, he's just gonna throw me in the lake and uh, you know, run off with you, and <laughs> I got some explaining to do. Yeah, wow. we parked down in some... Lake Conroe? It was, um... A, a, it's a clear area, but it was, like, surrounded by trees. And, um... The road was, like, really dark. You can't see it unless you turn on your headlights. Yeah, it was really spooky, because out there there's really not much light pollution. And the only thing you can see was the moonlight reflecting off the, the lake... And the grassy area where it was no trees, but beyond the trees was completely dark. Yeah, it's pitch dark out there. And 
anybody that's been out to Sam Houston knows that at night it gets really spooky. I mean, as far as sounds, we had one of those, I guess it was a crane or a heron, one of those big birds. Yeah, it was the first time I've heard that my whole life. I've never heard it, but it sounded pretty scary. Yeah, like, made some crazy noise. It sounded like a lady screaming, kind of. Something like that. It just it sounded scary, especially yeah. if it was pitch quiet, and then all of a sudden, boom, that loud <laughs> noise. But it was, it got quiet again, and then mm -hmm. we started hearing murmuring. She heard it first. She's like, do you hear that? It sounds like people are talking. And I was like, no, I don't hear nothing. But then I started listening. It was like kind of like um, somebody whispering, but not to like where they don't want you to hear, but yeah. to where they want you to hear, but you can't hear what hear what they're saying. Like, kind of like how people would talk at the at a movie theater, you know, kind of yeah, like, like that. Not not like, but more like. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, what we were hearing was kind of like. That sounded like. Yeah, that's what it sounded it's like. It sounded creepy, and then it get. We were standing like, not that far from the truck. No. And that's when he was like, "I want you to go get back." In the let's truck. get let's get in the truck, cause yeah. I, I think he like we felt both felt uncomfortable right then. Yeah, cause the the thing about Sam Houston is when you first get there. Um, it's usually nothing to worry about, but after a while, they'll start to move in close to you, because I've had past experiences where I've gone investigating out there, and, um, we'll sit out for a while, and then it'll be during the day, and me and the boys will sit there and just, you know, rag on each other, and question each other's sexuality, and make fun of Travis pretty much all the time and then when it's night it's game on we'll just sit there dead quiet not saying anything not doing anything just sitting there listening and then you could hear stuff start to move in on you and um, yeah we got activity that way they, they kind of call it chicken I was like, yeah, I'm not usually the one that ends up being a chicken. I'm like, uh. Yeah, and then other than that, like, in the nighttime out there, you hear nothing but frogs. Oh, oh yeah. That, that was so annoying. Because right. I couldn't hear anything. I wanted to hear other stuff besides that. And that's going to be anywhere out there near water. Um, you'll get those frogs, but that's also seasonal when it's cold, real cold outside. You won't hear none of that. It's just different because uh, they're, you know, they're trying to get a mate. They're like, hey, baby, hey, baby, hey, baby, 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 baby. That's how them frogs they just make a noise and they don't stop. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that was out there at Kelly's Pond. Um, had experiences out there too mm -hmm. but we've gone on some That's adventures it, yeah. together we've uh we've gone to campouts. we went to the one uh out there in arkansas with our buddy uh 
Keith Crabtree. That was a blast. And then she was saying she wanted to go check out the old Stagecoach Road. And I don't know if you guys are familiar with It's out in Marshall, Texas, and it has a lot of history. You can Google that and read up on it. But fortunately, we couldn't make it at night. But we did make it during the day. And it's just as spooky during the day. I mean, there's just like this eerie feeling when you pull, when you're driving through it. It's just, it's beautiful and spooky at the same time, you know. Yeah, it feels like somebody's watching you the whole time. Yeah, there's allegedly lots of ghosts out there. And then there's uh, Bigfoot sightings out there. Um all kinds of stuff so make sure you guys google that uh, it's old stagecoach road on in marshall texas yeah it's about four hours from here but we want to go back at night yes we definitely gotta go back at night let's see what else and uh, also we've gone to marfa texas um i've been out there before and i went out with my cousin uh, y'all hear me talking about my cousin lupe mendoza he's the best man mm-hmm. of, my, of my wedding because we're getting married in november oh. Woohoo! send donations <laughs> no i'm just kidding um set up a go just kidding <laughs> <laughs> yeah we want to go back out to marshall texas <laughs> you know we want we don't want that um honeymoon out in some exotic island we want to go to some creepy <laughs> place right we want to go check out some bigfoots we want to go bigfooting for honeymoons <laughs> but uh yeah so the first time i went to marfa we got like a ton of stories uh we were there from i think when the sun started going down we got there before the sun go- went down mm-hmm. um, I'm, yeah I'm, I'm talking about the first time I went, and oh. then we stayed till about three o'clock in the morning. But then, when I went with you guys, we went with the kids, and uh, we got there right when it was starting to get yeah, dark. Yeah, it was getting around but, the same time, probably you <laughs> as you guys. Mm-hmm. So it started getting like really dark because remember we ate, we stopped and got some food, and then it was twilight already and then by the time we got there it was pitch black right when we got there and i had a night vision uh scope that i brought with me and they had brand new batteries and they died it went out <laughs> they they only lasted a, maybe 20 minutes or something and then they died but then um i wasn't really expecting anything since you know i didn't have any experience the first time i was there but the second, when I was with you, I, after the night vision died, I started seeing like a red light. It kind of looked like a dune buggy or like somebody's driving like a little sand dragster or something. Like on a dirt road, like a bumpy road? Yeah, like an off-road, you, you know, ATV vehicle. And then it looked like it started flipping over, and then the light started changing colors. So I thought what was happening was it was driving towards us and then driving away. And I was trying to make sense of it, 
But then when it started going up in the air and coming down, it kind of threw all that out of the window. And there was even times where it looked like it was coming towards us. Mm -hmm. And I wish you would have had your phone then. (laughs) Because we had the nicest phones for that time. This was when? In 2020. Last year, but you had the good phone. Oh, I had that phone. Because I... I didn't have a good phone, but you did. Yeah, but my phone didn't take a good picture at at night. It wasn't a re- it wasn't really advertised as a night phone like mm-hmm. your phone right now takes really good yeah. pictures at, in the dark. Yeah, I got the good the good quality camera the, phone now. Just the note. No, no, not the note. The the twenty. What's it called? The 21 Ultra. 21. Oh, yeah, the 21 Ultra. Yeah, so that one has a... It's got, like, five cameras behind the phone. <laughs> um, but, yeah, that one takes really, really good night pictures. Um, mine doesn't. So, we didn't get the... But it would have been really nice. I tried, though. I even tried to go live on Facebook to show everybody, but nobody could see anything, and... Um, yeah, at the time, I don't remember what phone I had, but it still did capture some of the lights on it. Oh, okay. Remember, because when you were looking at it, you could see it mm-hmm. moving around on my phone. Yeah, it was so weird, and then... Uh, it was like, I don't know, it was just like all over the place. Yeah, it, it was just moving, but it was so crazy because, like I said, I wasn't expecting anything. And then I was still trying to make sense of it that this isn't what I think it is. But sure enough, it was uh, the Marfa lights. Um, and then we ended up going to night investigation. My brother John Lee, his fiance. So we ended up going to Arizona. And um, we went with uh, John Lee, his fiance, and their stepdaughter, and my woman and me. And uh, we drove up into the mountains. I remember that, I guess it's because there's a lot of fires going on out there or close to there. Um, my throat started burning. Like <laughs> it was like a horrible scratchy burn feeling in my throat, and then uh, we finally pulled up to this location, and uh, of course my brother starts doing his <laughs> Bigfoot yells, and he scared my fiance, <laughs> and <laughs> somebody jumped. I don't know who it was. <laughs> somebody jumped. Maybe it was me. I don't know. Maybe I jumped because somebody jumped. I don't know. But I'm like, man, you got to tell somebody if you're going to do some Bigfoot scream. But it was him. That it was like, it was like, uh, did we get a response at that time? <laughs> no, um, it, but it was quick, though. Yeah. It wasn't that long we were there. We heard something like. Yeah, because we also uh, kind of got out of the truck. I didn't want to be in the truck because he has a F-150 and I, my knees and everything. I got bad knees and. I was in the back seat and I was kind of crunched up back there, but I'm glad I didn't uh, take my other truck because it sure wouldn't have made it up to my area. 
because he's got a lift on his. But if I would have took the Yeti, I would have been all over it. But, um, yeah, so we got out of the truck. We walked around. Um, you could, you said you heard, we could hear uh, branches getting ripped off, but getting broke and trees falling. Yeah, you could hear, um, like, trees, like, trees being pushed down. And you could just hear, like, the trees falling, like, like, whoosh. And it'll just like land. And the, and that the, that was going on, and then um, so I'm just staring off, and I could start to see orbs on the other side of the mountain. Remember that? Mm-hmm. It was it was like a blue orb, and then uh, it was changing into red. Um, and then. My brother did one of those Bigfoot yells, and then, man, I, I couldn't believe it. We got a clean response, like another one yelled back. And uh, I think that's when his fiance was kind of like, um... Yeah, I, she, I think she wanted to leave. <laughs> yeah, so I, I think she got nervous, and then he came and said, Hey, man, we need to go. And uh, we were kind of like, oh, yeah, okay. But us being us, we got back and we started talking about going back. And heck, yeah, we jumped up in the truck. And, you know, the kids were spending time with their older sister. So we packed up the truck and drove out. Now, you got to understand, I did, I wasn't prepared to do any big footing while I was out in New Mexico this last time um, because we were there on business so I brought the wrong truck I have a a daily driver that's you know sitting low to the ground and everything it's more of a street truck and uh, we went through the mountains with it (laughs) yeah we we went through the mountains and it's all curvy and you know uphill downhill and that was fun that part was fun and uh but there was some roads that were more for a four-wheel drive truck, and mine wasn't four-wheel drive. My other truck is, but not this one. And it was sort of rough. All our teeth were falling out by the time we got <laughs> to the... So we ended up going back because she has some family that lives out in Arizona. And uh, they've had stories of them hearing them screaming at night and... And getting close to their house, and man, we get up to their place, and they the 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 layout is beautiful. They live up in the mountains. I wish I could live out there. Mm-hmm. And at night, it's just a whole different feel. It's so pretty. Like you can just lay there and look at the stars all night long. Yeah, you could see all kind of meteors and satellites drones. Drone, yeah, there's there was, a bunch of drones flying around yeah there was drones we don't know who i mean it could be surveillance what they drones. were but there was like three or four that we seen i think one of the brothers said that it could have been that they're searching for pot growers or something which makes sense um but that would be a good way to find them um but uh yeah and then y'all heard you and tristan yeah, that night um, we were sleeping. We were tired because we've been traveling a lot. 
but we've been, you know, doing all a lot of things, and we finally had time to hang out with family, and, um, but we were out once we laid down, and then, shoot, like, around four, four in the morning, I heard, um, some howlings, and, I mean, I, I've know, I know what a Bigfoot howl sounds like. I've heard it before when I live in Bloomfield because I live right by the river. So I hear them a lot. And it was just the same thing. Like, But this one um, sounded like you can tell it was like a female. Hmm. Yeah, I didn't get to hear it because I was knocked out and I was tired. And I just laid there and I listened and... I wanted to wake him up, but then I was just too tired at the same time, so I kind of just didn't care, <laughs> and I just went back to sleep, and then the next morning, um, I didn't even know that my son heard it also, and he was like, I wanted to wake you guys up, but I didn't, and I guess we were both up at the same time, and we both heard it, so that, I, that was... <laughs> unexpected of him to tell me because I thought I was the only one that heard it yeah he heard it too but then in the morning we got up and they took us out to some areas that they seen tracks and man there was tracks there mm, we found like shoot a lot yeah there's like soft marshy areas um, some areas where it was just nothing but like needles like pine or something yeah pine needles and then there was also uh so i started walking around barefooted because I, I was wearing some sandals and the sand felt so good on my feet but then when i started when i started paying attention to the ground that's when i saw a bunch of stickers that looked like they were about to give me hell so i put my sandals <laughs> back on so when we were camping out in arkansas we were there for like a halloween event uh with Keith, Keith Crabtree, not Teeth Crabtree, <laughs> no, Keith Crabtree, y'all might have known him, he's from the Boggy Creek Monster, he played the the Bigfoot in that movie, um, he's an awesome guy, you guys would love him, um, if you, uh, there's people, or my friends that know him, I mean, he's a good guy, but if you don't know him, uh, he's He's very cool. Me and him yes. hit it off. Like right when we met, we talked to each other like we've known each other for years and we never met. We were like instantly best friends. Um, I didn't even know who he was when I met him. I'm just thought <laughs> I just thought he was a cool old man, you know. But he's like really tall, really big dude. And uh, there was some guy walked up to the table. It was at a Bigfoot conference. In Jefferson, when I used to go to the Jefferson one, um, and this guy was like, "Oh, I can't believe it's you!" and blah blah blah. And I thought he was talking to me. And I, <laughs> I was I was joking. I knew he wasn't talking to me, but I was just like, "Oh, you can relax, young man." And, and he's like, looked at me. He's like, "I'm talking to him," and and I was like, "Who is he?" And I noticed on the table he had a picture of uh, the Boggy Creek monster with a uh, uh crab the uh, other guy the hunter uh, the young kid what was the name of that um 
Yeah, there was a picture of of that on the um, table, and he was autographing them and selling them and and all this stuff. And I was like, "Wait a minute, Keith Crabtree, where do I know you from?" And he's like, "Waggy Creek Monster, I played it." And he's, I was like, "Holy crap, dude, you scared me, dude!" In that movie, man, I said, "Cause there's a part in the movie where he reaches through the window when that guy's in the bathroom." Oh man, that ruined me because I used to live in a house where when you went to use the restroom, there was a window right there next to you. So, you know, if you're blowing it up, you can open the window. Um, so I was always afraid of Bigfoot arm or something was going to grab me when I was younger. But uh, we ended up hanging around the campfire, and a buddy of mine, Logan, Logan Craft, he has his own show. Y'all check that out. Three minutes. And then uh, Logan versus Kenny. Um, they're kind of taking a hiatus right now, but hopefully they get back doing their shows. It's pretty entertaining. Um, so I'm hanging out with the guys. You know, we're all a big family. You know, Jeff Jeff is there. Jeff, uh, Crypto Hulk Stewart, he's there. Uh, Glenn is there. Glenn Hawk, is it Hopkins. Um, Ann's there, Haskins, uh, you know, just a bunch of us, uh, even Tanya Knight was there, bless her soul, rest in peace. Yeah. Logan has one of those chairs, it's like a rocking chair with a, I guess a... Hydraulic. Like a hydraulic or a shock or something on it, where you can <laughs> rock back and forth. <laughs> like a low rider, just yeah, kidding. <laughs> like you can rock back and forth. <laughs> And, uh, he, uh, I got a friend named Stephen Hill. I think we talked about it on his show. This dude, Stephen Hill, he looks like a Bigfoot. I mean, he, well, no offense, he's he's built like a Bigfoot. Just real bad. And, uh, he's a big dude. I mean, big, wide shoulders. Looks like an NFL player. And, uh, he sits on Logan's chair. <laughs> And he starts rocking back and forth, but he's sitting by my girl, you know. She's, you know, she's being cool, you know. She ain't really complaining or nothing. And then, uh... You come along. I come along, and I'm kind of checking out the chair. And he, I guess he feels awkward that he's sitting by my girl and, and everything. And I've been watching this chair all day. Everybody's been sitting in it. Everybody, you know, everybody in the campground is like, Oh, what a cool chair, and they sit on it. And then, um... So I go to sit on it, and uh, I start leaning back, and I keep going and going, and first I'm looking at Jeff, I'm looking at my buddy Jeff, and uh, he's looking at me, and then he's looking at, he makes his face like, where the hell are you going, and then I just keep going back, and then I see the trees, and then I see the stars, and then the moon, and then bam, I hit the ground. Like, I didn't rock back. I just went straight back. <laughs> and I just kind of lay there like, okay, I guess that's just, you know, I, you know, I'm at the time of my life where I just accept things, you know, where it's like, all right, so I guess, I guess that's how it is. And I'm just sitting there like, looking at him like, when is he going to come back up? <laughs> yeah, I like went one way and I never came back. <laughs> I, and it's funny because 
I guess Logan and everybody's like, oh, damn. And uh, I'm just like, we're cracking up. And then I guess you start to panic. You start going, help me. Because you start trying to pick me up and everybody sees yeah. you picking me up. And I then, was like, help me, somebody. Because I jumped up after I realized that he was a plane. And then... Uh, and then he was just laying there, like, all calm, like, not even moving. Well, like I said, you know, I'm at that age where I just accept, <laughs> I accept what what's going on, what cards I've been dealt. And I'm just like, well, and I was trying to figure out, well, how am I going to get up? Am I going to just kick my legs up and roll, try to roll out of this chair? And by this time, everybody starts grabbing me and starts pulling me up. That uh, Stephen Hill, he's a big old guy. He just picked me up like I was a rag doll. Uh, I think Logan grabbed my feet. Was it Logan that grabbed my feet or was it yeah, you? Yeah, because I was at your head, checking your head. Oh, yeah, you, I was checking to see if you like... If I busted my melon. But I couldn't stop laughing at the same time because it was so funny. And everybody was looking at me like, why is she just laughing? <laughs> It was funny because everybody had been sipping. Yeah. Everybody was a little tipsy. But and then we were the only sober ones that were we getting were sober all injured. And we were falling down because not even a couple minutes after I get up, we decide we're going to walk back to our camp. And you just flip over. And I just see legs flopping over. I'm like, what are you doing? You're just laughing. I just fell, like almost fell. And you were just cracking <clears throat> up and just like, oh, man. So. I was like, babe. We're all the sober ones, and here we're all falling around. <laughs> oh, man. It was just crazy. Was, but we had fun. And yeah, it was so much fun. Like, we went to sleep late. <laughs> yeah, we just, and, like um, I said, the, the big, with the our circle, you know, we're like family, you know. We just all hang out and just have a good time. But it was awesome. Yes. <laughs> But then when, you know, we start heading back to Texas, um, for some reason, my woman can spot a UFO Oh uh, yeah. pretty much just anywhere. She And she'll take a picture because she'll be like, hey, look at this or look at that. And I'm like, um, I'm kind of driving. It'll be in the middle of the night and I'm going hauling ass and it'll the UFO or whatever will be in a position that I can't see. And she's like, look, 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 look. She gets excited, and then she'll start taking pictures and showing them to me. And I'm just like, holy schmoly, that's a freaking UFO. I don't know how she just can manage to spot these things. but Yeah, there was a time when we were coming back from New Mexico. Um, it was a, It's a town called College Station. Oh, I was yeah. trying to tell him to look, and I know he can't see, but I thought he can see, like, from where I was at, because it was pretty far distance, and it was, like, a big, bright light, and I said, look, babe, I said, look, and he was like, I don't know. I was trying to look, but I realized that I couldn't see. Yeah, I know how it is when you're driving. You can't. I think I was pulling a trailer at that time. Because that's when y'all were moving in. Mm -hmm. And then the second time, there was one, like, on the belt, like, uh, on the beltway, is it? That's when we no, were following each other about. Grand, Grand Parkway, and I can't remember the other freeway, but my stepson saw it. He's like, I'm not trying to say that's a UFO. You know, he was being very honest about it. He was like, I'm not sure that's a UFO, but it looks like a UFO. <laughs> 
Mm-hmm. And uh, sure enough, you started sending me messages saying UFO, UFO, because you were in a car behind me. Mm-hmm. And then you took a picture, and then you sent it to me, and I looked at it, and I was like, holy moly, that's a freaking UFO. Yeah, uh, the the first one that we seen in College Station was very close because it was like right above us, and I wasn't driving that time, so I rolled down the windows and I looked up, and it was like it it was right above us, and I took a good picture of that one. Yeah, so if you guys want to see it, <laughs> you should. Get on uh, Facebook and we'll post it in the Big Dog Random Show. Now, there's two uh, pages. There's one like um, it's a regular page that no one really. Um, yeah, there's. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind one of like is a, a fan, group. Yeah, one like, is a group page and the other one just a regular page. But the group page. Um, it's probably the one we're going to post on. Yeah, we'll it's post. More, it's more private. We'll post it on the group page, so make sure you send. Because um, there's request. one page that you can like, and then there's another page that you got to request. So the one that you got to request is the one that we're going to put the picture in. Um, and then we'll probably show the. Uh, share the YouTube link on that one for the. Oh yeah, the so footprint. she she when she was chasing the when she found the track she was uh, had her her video camera on and you can see the track so she did put that on YouTube so she'll post the link on uh, that uh, page or on our Facebook Big Dog Random Show page. Um, I tried to delete the other one that I did that I don't use but for some reason it wouldn't let me so. I just gotta tell everybody. I think if you go to the wrong page, it tells you we migrated, and then it'll give you a link. So make sure you. I mean, even if you go to the wrong one, you can eventually find the right one. Um, they both have the same icon, the same um, profile picture. Um, and she's helped me a lot with this show. She's also the one who designed the. Uh, the logo the logo sorry i'm drinking some alien ipas which she also paid for and <laughs> hooked me up with she took me to the alien beer yeah the brewery it was freaking awesome it's out in new mexico moriarty moriarty babe it's uh sierra blanca blanca brewing company up in moriarty new mexico um, they have a lot of alien beer on tap, which they don't have in bottles. They only have, I think, three. Yeah, three that they sell in the bottles, and the rest, I guess, you can get. So we need to gonna make a plan to go back. And get um, more. They're not sponsoring the show, but if they want to, I'm a hundred percent down. Yeah. Just tell them Big Dog Random Show sent you, and they'll be like, "Who the hell is that?" <laughs> And we're going to probably have only that at our wedding. No other beer. <laughs> <laughs> Good stuff. There's a lot of um, alien beer that they have on tap. He got one in a jug. Two, actually. Yeah. One I of them is called a milk stout. And what was the other one, babe? The other one's just the... Um, 
There's one chocolate. It's okay, chocolate, chocolate stout, and then the other, and the one, other is one is the just milk. dark. No milk. Milk. Milk stout. Oh, I'll have to try it. He hasn't tried them yet. I haven't tried them yet because I'm waiting for my big tomahawk steak to go with it because that is the kind of beer that you, that you celebrate. I love dark with. beer with a big steak, a big bloody steak. It'll go perfect with it. I love dark beer. You sound like those um, people from New Zealand. Bloody might. <laughs> oh, I think that's Australian. No, it's... Oh, I know you're talking British or something. Bloody might, you bloody bastard. Somewhere over there on the other side of the river. Yeah, rivers. anyways, it's over there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, just make sure you follow us on our page. And I want to thank everybody for listening to me and my fiance ramble on but you know it's cryptids that pretty much got us together and thank you bigfoot for helping me find my love <laughs> yes love any, of my life you got anything you want to say before we i just want to say thanks for supporting my fiance with his page and um he's been asking me for a while to come on the show and i keep telling him no i don't want to really tell people about my stories there is more that you know has happened to me but i don't really tell at all i mean anybody who, just this is just a little bit of some of what yeah, i've experienced anybody who knows in, in indigenous people they don't really like to talk about uh certain things they just kind of it's kind of taboo in a way but you know i'm glad she finally decided to come and do it we i've been wanting to get her on and do this show with her but She's always been sort of reluctant, but finally, we got her on. And it's also a lot better that, like, I'm here in person with him because we did talk about um, doing one out, like, like in a the live woods one. or something. <laughs> yeah, kind of like a live <clears throat> one or something. And it's never, um, we never really had time, I guess. Yeah. We're always busy. He's always working, and when we do go out, it's we're out doing stuff. We don't have time for this. Also, just so you people know, uh, if you go to the description, usually Anchor puts a link where you can do a recording. Uh, maybe you can come on a re the recording and do... Um, Talk about an experience that you've had or something or, you know, kind of say your show sucks or your show rules or whatever. Um, also, there's a way that you can donate money on a monthly, um, monthly bill thing or monthly service where you can donate a dollar or whatever. Every little bit helps with, uh, you know, equipment 
computers. I'm going to need to try to figure out a way to make these shows co better quality. Also, uh, maybe better computer, uh, better programming, stuff like that. So, you know, any donations helps, you know. Um, yeah, so that's it. Just appreciate the support that everybody's given us and thank you. Adios. <laughs> thank you for listening to the Big Dog Random Show. Before we go, I just want to thank everybody who supported my show, uh, the people that are sponsoring me i just want to say thank you if you guys would do me a favor and share this show and contact me at the big dog underscore random underscore show at yahoo.com and i have a facebook page big dog random show you can contact me there but again thank you for everybody who's supported me i appreciate it all my guests everybody who's listening thank you thank you thank you thank you